0: Which we're taking a little I don't know,
1: or taking departure. Off the the <laughs> a little side side road off to the true crime area. We are.
0: And I think that's why we named our podcast The Hunter's Lounge, because we want to be able to do whatever we want to do. So we don't want to be like stuck just doing paranormal or or just doing true crime, so
1: Yeah. That's we didn't we want we didn't wanna be hit it against the wall with one thing, so... Yeah,
0: because, like, I like the podcast My Favorite Murder, but they pretty much can't do anything besides murder, mm-hmm. so
1: yeah. <laughs> that's, like, all they can do. Yeah. And we like all of it.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yep. Anyway. We're, we're doing a true crime episode. I know for mine, um, I wouldn't... I don't know. If, if you're a parent, I would definitely take a listen. Oh, yeah. Let Parental your
1: kids Probably anyone that needs to be supervised while watching yeah. something probably shouldn't listen to this because there's a lot of and then there's also a lot of sen- sensitive topics in these stories yeah. so you know there's that warning
0: too. listener discretion is advised this is not going to be um for probably young kids and people yeah. that are um easily freaked out so yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's our disclaimer.
1: Anyway, I'm Jalen. <laughs> I'm Jamie. We're here. We're back. Mm-hmm. How's your week
0: been? Um, not bad. We we went to see that movie, Midsummer.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: So we if you saw don't want to hear about it, yeah. you guys need to skip, skip forward. Skip We're going to talk about we're gonna it. We're going to talk so. about it a little bit. Um, that, I can't even describe that movie. It was yeah. just wild.
1: We saw it last night. We were gonna go to the ten twenty-five like showing yeah and thank god we did it because it was really long it was long we went to the
0: nine thirty showing and it started right on time and we didn't get out till i think i looked at my phone and it said 1207 mm-hmm. so it was a long movie it was long
1: and then it was like an hour away from the house
0: yeah because it wasn't playing anywhere yeah. else
1: we missed the boat on that but yeah
0: we were a little bit late watching it we were but it was uh, it was a trip mm-hmm. i just i don't know i mean i Think you should watch it, but it's it's definitely hard to describe. I don't know how to describe it it's, adequately.
1: Like uh, we were talking about it this morning, and we're like, we don't know if we like really like it or we really didn't like it. It's like one of we just can't tell.
0: I don't know. Like I can't say I I don't. I have no words to say what I what I think about it yet. I don't know if it's something.
1: I feel like I need to actually watch it again. Uh huh. But I don't know. Honestly, I liked a lot of it. I liked the um cine- cinematography and mm-hmm. then i liked um i liked just how they like did certain like things where like oh like kind of like you know little goose or what are they, what are they called? like easter eggs, easter eggs you would yeah. see
0: things throughout the movie and it felt like they wanted you to see it it wasn't uh-huh. like in some movies where it's totally hidden. It's totally, it's totally, not And like, you don't pick you, it up you've you watched even, it, like, yeah. 50 times. But with this, they definitely, like, they uh-huh. filmed it in sequences so that you would see what was behind them. They made it a long enough, like, scene that you could tell.
1: There's one shot. Okay, so in oh. the beginning... Oh, my God. I cannot. In the beginning, there's, like, this tapestry with, like, this painting. It, like, tells a love story, I think he said. And... But it's not a love story. Like, you're looking at it, and you're... Your brain is going, there's some, there's dissonance
0: between love Uh story and what the fuck is happening in this tapestry.
1: Yeah. And then, and then I won't tell you guys, but there's like this long like table that they sit at and they're eating and everyone's like glasses are all the same. Like they all have like the same things in the glasses, but one of the glasses is darker in color than the others. And I like look to Jamie and I'm like, Hey, look at the glasses darker and she's like yeah, yeah. It's, it was darker, yeah. darker
0: and i was like maybe it's just homemade like you just maybe he got a different one that's but what we, i thought it was but we first knew two. from the tapestry that wasn't the case yeah. but we didn't want to believe we didn't want to believe that he was about to drink what he was about yes. to drink and
1: <laughs> it was like i couldn't take it i'm like no he's not it's not gonna happen uh-huh and then what well, I didn't like about the, the movie is there's a lot of unanswered questions. Yeah,
0: I feel like there is. I watched a movie earlier just because I needed to watch something with resolution. Uh-huh. So I was like, I watched the new um, Nightmare on Elm Street that came out in 2010 that had the guy that played Rorschach in, um, oh my god, I'm blanking on the name of the, I can see the cover. It's got Silk Spectre and everyone else in it and everyone's probably screaming that they know the name of the movie and I can't remember it. <laughs> Um, but, anyway, it had the guy that that plays Rorschach in in that movie, I can't remember the name of, and he plays Freddy Krueger, and I watched it, because literally they set it up so it explains the entire backstory. yeah. So that you know exactly what's going on. And
1: there's just, like, a lot of things, or, there's a lot of big things that, like, weren't necessary, that kind of took away from the movie. Yeah. And I think that they wanted to say, oh, she The she's... Watchman.
0: That's the name of the movie. Oh, okay. It's The Watchman. I
1: yeah. was <laughs> like, what is her name? <laughs> I think that they wanted her to, or them, her, them to show that she's very traumatized and she has Which a lot of Which, she did issues. a good job. Like, I yeah. feel like
0: she really owned the role. Mm-hmm. It's just,
1: I felt like... Just, ugh. it was unnecessary. They didn't have to add that into it. it was, I felt yeah. like it was a completely different, like, movie with that that first part of
0: yeah of it in there it, it felt unconnected to me yeah i just i don't know
1: and then and then there's when she gets all high and then she's like goes into the outhouse and then like turns on the light and there's someone behind her
0: yeah
1: how does that t-
0: tie in at all what i feel like she was just tripped out cuz she took mushrooms
1: i think is what they had but or like this like whole that. the whole point of this it's not this a ghost is, movie is like what they put in there is in there for a reason. Yeah. So, I feel like
0: that was just her... I don't know. Well, and plus, it was such a short blurb, I couldn't tell who it was. But, yeah. So, you couldn't mm-hmm. figure out if there was significance or not. Uh-huh. I almost thought it was the redheaded girl, but then I don't know if it was, like, her sister, because it flashed so quickly. It looked like a... Cre-
1: it was a creepy face. Yeah. I just... Yeah. I
0: wish I could... I need to watch it again and, like, I don't know, skip through the first, like, 20 minutes and all the guys were douches oh my that gosh. was just like i felt like all of them were no <laughs> i mean when when she said they'd been dating for four years right and i mean we like watching it you would think up to that point they had been together for like jamie months.
1: jamie dead ass looked at me in the <laughs> eyes with the most disgusted look in her face <laughs> so during angry. that and i just it was funny though it was funny too like, mm-hmm. that was, what was really, like, great about it is it's, it's, was it a horror movie per se? It's very uncomfortable. But it's uncomfortable. But there was, like, super funny parts. Yeah.
0: Like, when he ran out naked, we all were laughing. <laughs> everyone in the theater, everyone in the theater was, yeah. like, six people. Six people. But, <laughs> but we were all laughing because it was, like, there were some genuinely really funny parts. Uh-huh. So yeah. it wasn't all uncomfortable, but I feel like that almost makes it more
1: uncomfortable. Yeah. Because
0: then it's, like, you get this little lull of humor and then it's right back
1: to, like... Just super uncomfortable. Yeah,
0: it was weird. It was weird. I it don't. Weird. I,
1: don't know, I don't know how to feel about it. I don't so either. I still don't know how to feel. We have about to watch it. it again, and then we'll give you an update. <laughs> yeah,
0: because it's by the same director that made *Hereditary*, and *Hereditary*. I felt like really connected the story, uh-huh. but a lot more. Yeah. And it literally freaked me out. Yeah. Like, when I watched that movie, I was scared after I saw it. So yeah.
1: And, like, I was telling you, like, the director does a lot of a lot of parallels from his other movies. Yeah. Like, with the noises and the strange, like, mannerisms and body the, movements. Yeah. That, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> don't do it. The clicks. The clicks. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So, Jamie did that last night when we were driving home. I'm like, Jamie, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that
0: sound.
1: <laughs> and, yeah, and then the heads, all the bastion heads. So, he has a lot of, um a lot of uh parallels through yeah. throughout his and I really like it but I just wish that it was you know a bit more you know connected and a yeah. little bit more like explained I guess exactly. you could say it doesn't all have to be like I like the the Leave it to your imagination. The whole thing was left. Just some. So. The, the whole thing was. The whole left. thing is
0: left up to your imagination. Yeah. Like they do not hold your hand at all. Uh huh. And it's all during the daylight too. There's, mm-hmm. I think, a couple scenes where it's a little bit. Well, the beginning darker. is darker. The beginning. The beginning is, is, is but once they get over yeah. there, it's like light, uh-huh. and the whole thing is in the day. And there's a like a couple scenes where it's a little bit darker, but they're in the like twenty one hour sun portion yeah. of the year, so it's, yeah. Yeah, it that makes it even more uncomfortable because you know they can't hide
1: yeah because it's freaking daylight <laughs> yeah. even when he snuck out that one guy snuck it was out. like
0: really light out it mm-hmm. was it was kind of i would say almost like in the summer up here in oregon it stays light a lot longer but it's kind of like that when the sun has gone down all the way but it's not dark yet it was kind of like that where there's still enough light where you don't need street lights and mm-hmm. you don't need any type of flashlight or anything
1: yeah for sure
0: so, yeah, that was, that was a wild ride. It
1: was, it was, it was a wild ride, and I don't know, I appreciated it, but then I'm also like, mm, did I like it? I know, I'm like, did yeah. I really need to sit through two and a half hours
0: of what I just sat through? I don't, I don't can't and make a decision. you
1: said, you said that it felt really fast, like it was a short movie. To me,
0: it felt like it was fast, because it was like, I, I don't know, I mean, I, I knew it was a longer movie, oh was probably over two hours but it didn't feel i wasn't to me it wasn't dragging uh-huh.
1: for me i felt the beginning like it was drug. forever the yeah. beginning
0: drug for me the beginning uh-huh. i was like when are we gonna get to this because it just yeah. felt like the only thing they were doing was talking about switzerland and yeah. talking about their relationship and how yeah. he wanted to end it and how it was a
1: slow burn in the beginning a super slow and it's burn. not i there's a lot of impatient people that really just can't sit through it and they're like ugh this is dumb like this stupid movie because it was slow in the beginning it's like well, you really got to, you really got to stick it yeah. through. Like. You have
0: to stick it through. It is, it, that's where I felt like it was dragging. I yeah. was kind of like, mm. mm-hmm. and I think it was because it just seemed like they had nothing else to talk about mm-hmm. but Switzerland and the, her parents. The incident. The incident. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. I just.
1: And they really didn't touch on that, that either. That whole, mm-hmm. like, why that happened and why she did that. Yeah, they just were like mental illness. Boom. Boom. <laughs> murdered. Yeah. So. so it was just kind of
0: a strange
1: yeah, a strange thing. Anyway, so we're doing um true crime this episode. We are. And so I originally picked two different stories. Um but when I was doing the second story, um it was definitely way longer. I thought it was just going to be like a short little blurb. Nope, it's definitely way longer. So I'm going to save it for another one, but the one that I have is really long too, so. Mm-hmm. Um, I have two that are kind of short, yeah. so. So you could go first.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, well, the first one I have is a missing person, and I wanted to um, call kind of some attention to her case because she's still missing I know locally here like KATU and KPTV and I think COIN are some of our major news channels and they've ran stories on her because she's still actively missing and they're not really exactly sure what happened to her.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and it's close to us geographically um, because it's she was from Kaiser, Oregon, which is only probably an hour mm-hmm. away from us depending on traffic. So it's pretty close. Um, and I'll post... I have downloaded the missing poster... That they her family put out for her, and the information has the contact phone number. So I'll put that on our Instagram page. Um, so this woman, her name is Cynthia Martinez. She's a mother of four. Um, she was out celebrating her 26th birthday, and um, she was at a nightclub. So she's having fun. You know, oh, goodness. she's
1: four kids. She's 26. She's four
0: kids. Yeah, and she's. I mean, she's a young mom, so she's yeah. out. You know, having fun. You know, which she should. You know, she moms need to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, she was at a Tequila Nights nightclub, which is in Kaiser, and that's where she was last seen, um, and that's actually where she disappeared from. So surveillance footage from this bar nightclub um, it shows her leaving and, and entering and leaving. So they know that she was there for 100% sure. Um, she's five foot one. She's a, between 120 and 140 pounds. She's got long black hair brown eyes and she's got some tattoos and i think those tattoos are in the poster just oh, okay. for like identifying information yeah um she was last seen wearing a floral romper and lace up black booties which sounds like a super cute outfit yeah <laughs> so she sounds very pretty exactly yeah and so um there was a man that was in the surveillance footage who was identified as jamie alvarez Oliveira, oh, Jamie. and he's been yeah <laughs> that's naughty <laughs> He's been named a person of interest by both the Kaiser Police Department and the FBI. So um, she was last seen leaving with this man in, in, and an unidentified man in a 2004 light blue Honda Odyssey van. It had a Washington State license plate of BBF 2657. So that's Bravo Bravo Foxtrot 2657. The van was recovered um, the following day at jamie alvarez olivera's ex-girlfriend's apartment in woodburn oregon which is also extremely close
1: mm-hmm.
0: um he this jamie al, al- i can't jamie alvarez olivera would be 32 years old on march 1st and i believe that was of 2018 so in 2019 he'd be about 33 mm-hmm. Um, he's 5 foot tall and about 120 pounds. He's got black hair and brown eyes. He's
1: 5 foot tall?
0: hmm Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so he's... She's shorter than her. She's 5'1". Yeah. huh. and she had those booties on, so she's... Oh, yeah. Yeah, taller. look Looking taller with her... With, if her, they had with heels. her heels. hmm So, um, Angelica Castillo is, um, is her mom, and she's been telling her grandchildren that their mom is on vacation because it's such a hard... You know, I mean, how do you explain to four children that their mom is possibly not coming home, right? Like, and so. I feel uh, that sucks too, that their mom's on vacation. Right. That's
1: the worst. When's mom coming
0: home? I know. It's, the whole thing is just really sad. Um, and I don't know if I already mentioned this, but yeah, July 16th, 2017 is when she disappeared, um. And her youngest child is was only three months old. So she had a little baby, little baby. when she disappeared. Infant. Mm-hmm. That's just heartbreaking. Um, so I think the last time that the her mom saw her, that Angelica saw Cynthia, was when they went to breakfast on July 15th. Um, and they went to a Denny's locally just to have a birthday breakfast. And, um she had told them cynthia had told them that she was going to a quinceanera um, that evening on the 15th of july and she left about five o'clock to to go to that party and about 10 30 the next day her mom texted her to see where she was and she said oh um they haven't done cake yet you know i'm still or no that was that sorry it wasn't the next day it was the same day so at ten thirty on that saturday when she went to the quinceanera her mom texted her to see where she was, and she said she was still there. They hadn't done the cake, and her mom was like, just be careful, you know, typical mom. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter if you've got four kids. Your mom's always going to yeah. tell you, <laughs> you know. Um, and Cynthia had told them she wanted to go hiking with the whole family the following Sunday to, to celebrate her birthday. Um, and so she had said she would text her when she got out of church, um, which would have been about 1 o'clock. And so she texted her daughter that day, and there was no response. So, she, her mom kind of thought, well, she probably slept in because she was out late,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which, you know, that would make sense. So, the afternoon came and went, and she still got no response. So, around 5.30 that Sunday evening, Angelica called Cynthia's siblings to see if they had spoken with her, mm-hmm. um, and nobody could get a hold of her at all. So, she's just radio silent at that point. And Angelica told a Dateline, I think is NBC, I'm not positive, but they do stories like this that that's when she knew there was something wrong because she wouldn't go that long without talking to them and without responding, even if she wasn't feeling well, like if she was hungover or something, she would have sent a text. Yeah. And so Angelica and her husband, Cesar Castillo, um, who is Cynthia's stepdad, contacted the Woodburn police department. Angelica said that when she told the police that Cynthia was 26 years old, the police became hesitant to devote too much manpower to the case. They told me, well, she's 26, so she doesn't have to come home. It's sad, but a lot of mothers abandon their children. And to me, as a mom, I'm like, you know what? That's not okay to say ever. Yeah. <laughs> to a grandmother who's now, I mean, there's a case to be made for people's behavior. If she's never, ever just disappeared before, why would that be, oh, well, I just felt like that was an extremely insensitive thing to say. Yeah. It was super frustrating. That would really anger me. Um, so, and Angelica told them, this isn't something she would do. She wouldn't abandon her children. Yeah. She has a three month old baby who's probably still breastfeeding. You don't yeah. just abandon Not your baby. Not probably. You can't. 100%. Like, yeah. <laughs> You're nursing. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever been around someone that's breastfeeding, but that hurts. You have to get the milk out. So, one way or another. You don't just be like, Is hey, it called, like,
1: mass, mastitis? You or... can get mastitis if yeah. they get
0: plugged up and stuff. It's mm-hmm. extremely painful. But, yeah, you have to get it. Like, you have to pump. You got to let the baby nurse. You got to do something. So, um, ultimately, authorities say the Woodburn Police Department did not accept the report when they learned Cynthia was last seen in Kaiser. The couple then turned to the Kaiser Police Department. In an email, Kaiser Deputy Police Chief Jeffrey Coons told Dateline, Cynthia's relatives reported her missing the next day, Monday, July 17th, 2017. Um, so she got bounced from one department to the other is what mm-hmm. it sounds like. Yeah. Which I feel like that's pretty normal because, I mean, if they're not in the right jurisdiction, they're not really going to be able to do anything. So it's frustrating, but I think it's probably exactly what would happen to anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, The police won't tell us too many details, Caesar told Dateline. We understand that's because it's an ongoing investigation, but it's frustrating not to know what's going on. Totally understandable. Um, There was a detective assigned as the lead investigator, and several other investigators joined in at that time. Um, They've been working on the investigation intensely since they first received the report, so they're trying to figure out what exactly is going on. Um, Cynthia's mother and stepfather contacted many of her friends to try to piece together the night for themselves. Friends told them that shortly after Cynthia had been texting with her mom from the quinceanera around 10.30 p.m., she was invited to go out to Tequila Nights, which is the, a bar that was close by. Angelica and Caesar uh, visited the bar and told management, Bleh. and management showed them the surveillance footage from the night. So the cameras show her entering um, shortly after 11 p.m., her a friend a female friend and then two men she knew the girl but not the two guys Caesar told Dateline it was not a double date situation so they weren't like associated mm-hmm. since Cynthia didn't have any pockets or a purse her friend told Caesar that she held on to Cynthia's ID and phone for her and I guess in a romper typically they don't have pockets I know yeah. some do but some don't mm-hmm. According to Caesar, surveillance footage shows Cynthia's girlfriend and the two men leaving the bar 10 to 15 minutes later, um, oh, leaving the bar and then 10 to 15 minutes later, Cynthia is seen exiting alone. So they left and then she waited like, like you would, right? Like that's a normal thing for women to do, to wait if they don't know two guys before they leave because that gives them 15 minutes to get out of the parking lot so you don't get harassed. Yeah. I don't know if... Any males listening to this episode will understand that, but that's something that women have to be constantly aware of, mm-hmm. just so that we're not, you know, murdered, raped, abducted, etc. Cetera. etc.
1: Cetera. <laughs> it was Patricia. etc <laughs> You literally—you told me that in the in the theater last time we were watching
0: that movie. What part was it? I can't remember, but I kept thinking of Split when he's like,
1: it was Patricia. Yeah. yeah it was funny. We both started bursting out laughing. And then I'm sure the people in the theater were like, what, the fuck? what is Not wrong with them? Not a funny part.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I can't even remember. It just reminded me of Split. Mm. It was Patricia. It was <laughs> Patricia. I blame her for everything. <laughs> oh, let me find my spot. Um, so then she allegedly re-enters the bar um, a few like after she left, and then emerges a few minutes later with another guy. Mm. Um, that's the final time that the security cameras actually capture her. Since um, Caesar told Dateline that the Tequila Nights management said there was no fight at the bar that night, there was no reason for them to think anything was wrong. Um, and at this point when this interview was given, she had been missing for three weeks and they still are dedicating resources and they still are because I see, you know, the on the news websites Mm -hmm. and everything, it pops up. Um, what they're speculating is that her friends may have left without her. So she was alone at the bar because one of the guys had driven and the guy she's seen leaving with might've said that he would take her home since she didn't have a ride um, but he obviously, he didn't take her home.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then Cynthia's mom just said that it's completely devastating. It's tearing apart the entire family. I mean, they they just really want her to come back. And so then on last year, she would have turned 27 in 2018. And they held a candlelight vigil for her at Chalmers Park in Kaiser. Um, during the vigil, the birthday also had a birthday. The family had a birthday, not the birthday, had a family celebration. You know, I could talk, I swear. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) During the vigil, the family had a birthday celebration complete with cake and candles. They're praying for her return. Um, They would also like other people to pray for them and then come forward with any information that they might have. Even if they don't think it's a big deal, just call it in because you never know what information could help. Mm -hmm. Um, They're praying that they'll get a tip that, you know, they'll say somebody saw her here or we saw her get dropped off there so that they actually have a point of reference to go with this investigation. Um, And then in July of, let's see, that was 2018, so they decided i think this year not to celebrate her birthday Mm -hmm. um but they're still trying to move forward with you know trying trying to find her and everything she has some of the tattoos that they did talk about she has trust no one on her chest so that's very ironic i know i feel like that's really sad it is Um, And her mom had said that every time she sees someone that has, like, her skin color or the body structure, she's always, you know, looking to see if that's her daughter, which is, you know, I feel like that would almost drive you crazy, but unavoidable. That's exactly what you're going to do. That you're going to be looking for her. Forever. forever.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And then her mom said that she's very funny and lovable. She loves to spend time with family. Um, She would always come home from work and have dinner with her family. And she says her grandkids want their mom back. Um, and then, let's see. I found another part from her mom that said, I think as a mom I have to hope even if I don't see a body, I don't have a choice. If I saw a body, I would say she was gone with the Lord and I could accept that. Which I feel like is just so hard mm-hmm. because it's so true. With, it's, there's so much up in the air, they just don't know what happened. Yeah. Um so investigators are hoping that someone might have seen her near Kaiser, Brooks, Silverton, Scotts Mills, or Malala, which are all kind of the surrounding area. Mm-hmm. Um and it the um so this person of interest that they need to find, Jamie Alvarez Oliveira, his birthday is March first, nineteen eighty seven. I already mentioned that he's five foot tall. And they're saying 122, approximately 145 pounds. He's harvested berries in the past. He's believed to have left Marion County on the July 16th, a short time after um, Cynthia was seen with him, but they don't know where he's at. So if, and I'll post the flyer on our Instagram, and of course there'll be the contact information, but if anyone has any information, they need to go come forward to the Kaiser Police Department or the FBI and obviously let them know so this family can figure out what happened. And for me, this one was kind of, I did, because my uncle went missing, um, and I believe my mom said it was in the 70s, late 70s, and he's just gone. Like, no one knows where he was. My other uncle hired a private investigator. They couldn't find him. They Mm -hmm. literally have no clue. He just disappeared off the face of the earth, and no one has ever known where he's at. And it's hard as a family, because you're like, well, did he did he get killed? Did he just start a new life somewhere? I think he was into drugs, so I'm I mean, basically the kind of the consensus is he might have fallen in with a bad crowd. But nobody knows. Yeah. It's I it's mean, impossible. there's no closure. Yeah. You just you can speculate all day long, but you don't know. Yeah. So I'll post his picture too. Um one thing that I want to do is um I would like to get the DNA kit so that I can submit it and then you can take your results. And you can submit it to uh, a web base that they have that matches people. So, like, missing people, if there's DNA and everything available, you can get matched and they can have more DNA to work with in a case. And that's kind of how they caught the Golden State Killer-ish. <laughs> but I feel like it, it will be beneficial just in case if, you know, if somebody did find a body or something, at least the family would have closure mm-hmm. and they would know.
1: Imagine sending in your DNA to something and then finding out one of your family members is a killer.
0: <laughs> I feel like if that happened, it would definitely be my dad. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. He was a truck driver. There's so many things. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> but I would like to, you know, I mean, just help the family if if we're able to. It's hard because with females that submit DNA, you have mitochondrial DNA that goes down um but you don't have the DNA that tracks like the male's chromosomes back all the way so mm-hmm. it can be a little bit more difficult but not impossible. So yeah. um I have one other story that's close to home that's not very long at all. It's just a couple pages. So um and this one is super sad. This happened in Salem, Oregon, which is our state capital. Um and it's about Carissa and Billy Fretwell. And um It's super sad. So, Billy Fretwell's babysitter told police that Carissa reported being threatened by her um, son's father. And I don't know if they were ever together, so I don't want to say baby daddy or whatever. Like, just, I don't know what the dynamic of their relationship was. But she was being threatened by this man and his wife, um, who said that they were going to take her son away from her and, like, Hmm. take custody of him. So, detectives obtained data from Carissa's phone that showed that her um, phone, she had sent a text message the day after her friends and co-workers reported that she was last seen, and the phone used a tower southeast of Gaston, and it provides rural coverage to this guy's property. So, like, what? what? Um, Authorities also received cell data placing Carissa's phone near Wolf's place of work, which is a steel mill in McMinnville. So he told police that he was working at the mill the night of May 13th and the morning of May 14th, which kind of freaked me out because my birthday is May 14th. So I'm like, this was all happening like right around my birthday, and I definitely remember seeing like the all the news, the breaking news and everything because she was missing and there's this little boy and then it was terrible. And so um, detectives believe that a surveillance video and the cell phone tower activity that they had completely disputes that he was at work so they know he's lying yeah wasn't at work yeah um footage at the mill shows him leaving on a golf cart um and walking toward a line of trees and bushes in a nearby parking lot um a police affidavit described the behavior as outside of protocol so to me that means that their management at this mill said we don't do that Mm -hmm. it wasn't normal then he reappears through these trees five hours later (laughs) Drives the golf cart back to his work area while carrying a white trash bag filled with unknown items. Okay. (laughs) All right. Phone records from May 13th, and this is 2019. This is just a couple months ago. Also show Wolf's cell phone pinged cell towers away from his place of work shortly after he disappeared through the trees. That evening, Wolf's phone pinged a tower that would cover Fratwell's apartment in Salem and then pinged at towers near his workplace about the time he reappeared at his workplace. So that's good, because a lot of times these cell phone pings can be outrageously inaccurate. So it's Uh good that, like, if they can corroborate that it pinged and then they have footage, they know that it's accurate. Yeah. So that's good, and I think it's probably gotten better in the last few years.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, He told detectives that he had not been to Salem in more than a year. The investigation led police to an area about 10 miles west of the city of Yamhill, where members of multiple police and rescue agencies searched for two hours on Saturday before finding the bodies. Um, The state medical examiner determined in an autopsy that Carissa Fretwell died of a single gunshot to the head and was ruled to be a death by homicide, and then her son, Billy, who's only three, his cause of death, was not determined. So I think they're just not releasing that, probably. There's got to be a reason for it. Um. The Yamhill County Sheriff's Office and the District Attorney declined to add additional details regarding the search and discovery. Salem Police and Yamhill County prosecutors have already arrested Michael John Wolfe, who is Billy Fretwell's biological father, in connection with their deaths. He was charged with aggravated murder and kidnapping, but denied any involvement in their disappearance. Um, Wolfe and Carissa had recently gone to court in a child support dispute, and the court records show that he was ordered to pay... And this was in April, so just a month before he was ordered to pay over $900 a month in child support. Fretwell had sole custody of her son, and the two had been living in West Salem. So to me, that's a huge motive. $900 a month in child support, of course. Like, he's probably freaking out, and the wife, his new wife, is probably like, we're not going to pay that. Yeah. um, Yeah, it's, I don't know. I feel like this guy is just a total waste of space. Oh my god. I have nothing nice to say. <laughs> nice. Um, so their bodies were found um, in a wooded area. It's in a remote part of Yamhill County. Wait, whose bodies? The the girl and her son. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, they had been searching for her since May seventeenth, and I think they found. I think it was a couple weeks, like maybe a week and a half, and they found her.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, they. Before that, when they had still been looking, a family member discovered that her apartment was unlocked, the television was left on, and her bank card and glasses, items that she wouldn't go without, were left behind. Now, we both wear glasses. Yeah. <laughs> Unless I have contacts in, I can't see. So my glasses are not going to be left yeah. behind ever. Right. I have a spare pair of glasses in my car in case I have to leave with a quickness and don't have time to grab my glasses mm-hmm. because I'm blind. So, and I, the pictures that she had, that they had posted online she always has glasses on so she mm-hmm. probably has vision that's bad enough that she's gonna need them
1: yeah like you literally can't drive like no me i literally cannot i drive cannot without. drive
0: not safely at yeah. all like i mean i guess i probably could do it if i mean i, I could it but like be safe. <laughs> yeah no
1: it would not be safe <laughs> yeah and very Ill- illegal we're not supposed to extremely do illegal no. it says so on my license no
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and so after let's see um so going back to that they hadn't released the cause of death for billy um one of the detect or not detectives but i think it was the attorney had said that they were pretty confident it's going to be ruled a homicide like obviously they just aren't saying how or or anything else Mm -hmm. um wolf was familiar with the area that they had That the bodies were found in so there's Mm -hmm. they're able to connect him he would go up there to fish and do other recreational things um and he actually had had permits there to cut up firewood so he was extremely familiar with the area in that area exactly um the charges that he's being um that they're charging him with in court is three counts of aggravated murder two counts of kidnapping, and these can carry life in prison. And Oregon does have the death penalty, so he could face the death penalty. Um, because they found both the bodies, I would assume that the death penalty will probably be on the table. I can't obviously say that for sure, but a mm-hmm. lot of times they take it off the table if they have information. But they found both the bodies. I'm pretty sure detectives are aware of why he did this. So, mm-hmm. um, But he didn't enter a plea. So they had a new hearing scheduled on July 10. I didn't look and see what had happened. I didn't see anything new, so I'm not sure if they postponed it. Um, but he's completely denying any involvement, but he's being held without bail, so he can't get out, thankfully. And then I kind of wanted to go into capital punishment a little bit, because it's not, I mean, every state doesn't have it. Um, it's The death penalty became law four times in Oregon's history. It was actually voted out twice and struck down by the Oregon Supreme Court once executions although an infrequent part of corrections in Oregon piqued the public's interest and hopefully will always remain a source of controversy passion and discourse because it's something that we would need to you know to talk about and um men with a sentence of death are housed at the Oregon State Penitentiary and women with a sentence of death are housed at the Coffee Creek Correctional Facility it became legal in Oregon um It is legal. I don't know what I'm trying to do. Guys, take a shot every time
1: Jamie says, "but." I
0: know. I wrote these notes, like, two months ago.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard. She does, she did, like, a freaking research spree where she's done, like, five episodes. Yeah, and that was, like, back in April or May. And and then there's me that does it, like, the day of or, like, the day before. I think I did these in May, so I... Literally, haven't seen. You're like, oh, months. that's interesting. I know, like, oh yeah,
0: I don't know. So in November 2011, Governor John Kitzhaber announced a moratorium on executions in Oregon, canceling the planned execution and ordering a review of the death penalty um, system in the state. His successor, Governor Kate Brown, affirmed her commitment to this moratorium. So basically, you can get sentenced with death, but they're not going to carry out your sentence um oregon allows for non-unanimous juries and felony cases all capital cases in oregon along with other murder cases require a unanimous jury verdict so in order to put someone to death everyone has to agree mm-hmm. in the case of a hung jury during the penalty phase of a trial a life sentence is issued even if a single juror is opposed to death there's no retrial so i, I think that's good because it's expensive um And then the governor of Oregon has sole authority over clemency, including capital cases. Uh, The method that is used is lethal injection. And the Oregon statute reads, The punishment of death shall be inflicted by the intravenous administration of a lethal quantity of an ultra-short-acting barbiturate in combination with a chemical paralytic agent and potassium chloride or other equally effective substances sufficient to cause death. So they usually use phenobarbital, which makes you unconscious, um, pancuronium bromide, which stops your breathing, and potassium chloride, which stops your heart. So they do those all in succession. Um, and then there is a GoFundMe set up for Carissa and Billy's funeral expenses, which I'll try to find and put on our Instagram. Um, and then one thing I did want to let everyone know is that there is no 24-hour waiting period to report someone missing. That's a total myth that's been perpetuated in movies and TV shows. If someone's missing, you need to call yeah. right away. You don't need to wait. You're, the first 24
1: <laughs> hours are like the most vital. Exactly.
0: Especially with children, you 100,000% don't need to wait.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so uh, report of missing persons, a person of any age who is missing with a proven physical or mental disability and thereby subjecting themselves to others. Or others to personal and immediate danger should be reported to 911. A person of any age who is missing under circumstances indicating that their disappearance may not have been voluntary, an abduction or kidnapping, should be reported to 911. A person of any age who is missing under circumstances indicating that his or her physical safety may be in immediate danger should be reported to 911. A missing child should be reported to 911 all other reports of missing persons of any age should be reported reported to the non-emergency police number and there's one for portland which is 503-823-3333 and then um, missing person detectives can be contacted at missing at portland with questions relating to investigations so i thought that was important to add because i know so many people think you can't report someone missing right away you need to. You can call 911 and they'll tell you if you need to do something different. Like, if yeah. you have someone that's gone missing, especially if there's a risk to their life, you need to call 911. Yeah. Yeah. I'll get off my soapbox. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's frustrating, though, because, you know, that's so important. That's why that shows the first 48. It's not the first, like, yeah.
1: three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. The first 10,000 hours. <laughs> Well, this episode, I was going to do three different stories, and I only did one. <laughs> uh, but because it, it was so long, I was going to do this killer that I'm going to talk about. Listen, when I did Ted Bundy, I thought it was going to
0: be short because on my other podcast, I did, I forget what I was doing the episode on, but I used him as like a reference. Mm-hmm. Girl, that episode was almost three hours long. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I'm doing this killer or. Talking about this killer. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I was going to do The Witch of Del Rey, which the, our listener and yeah. one of my friends had sent in. Um, that one's also very long. And then, uh, well, not very long, but, you know, longer. And then also the, uh, the missing, or no, no, the unsolved murder um, in Redlands where I went to high school. Um, it was back in, uh, I believe it was 1940s or something like that, and, um, they lived in, um, uh, the Cajon, one of the parents lived on Cajon Street, and one lived on, um, I forget the other one, but one of the major, um, streets in Redlands, Mm -hmm. and, um, so yeah, I wanted to do that because there's a lot of places that I know from living there. Yeah. Um, but that one was also very long, and it's going to have to wait for the next. We'll do another two-hour episode for yeah. sure. I enjoy doing them. It's kind of a nice departure,
0: mm-hmm. um, but it's it's depressing. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I want so, to do it every yep. week. So <laughs> yeah,
1: get get buckled up, ladies and gentlemen. I'm gonna get my pillow. I would say
0: I was gonna get my blanket, but it's a thousand degrees in
1: here. Yeah, it is. So, um, I am doing the Glamour Girl Slayer. Um, so, he was, um, born in 1927. His name was Harvey Murray Glatman. Um, his killings were most active in the 50s and spanned through August 1st, 1957 to July 13th, 1958. Um, he had a few different names during his reign of absolute terror um being the lonely hearts killer and the glamour girl slayer i was gonna say
0: is that the lonely hearts killer because i've heard of him Uh before yeah okay
1: um well that's just one of his one of his like killings is from from the lonely hearts but wasn't that
0: like a would you submit stuff to a column or whatever like lonely hearts
1: so, it was kind of, like, our version of, like, online cla- dating. Okay, because yeah. back
0: then it was, like, a classified ad or something, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, they'd put out.
1: And so, like, you like you would, I think they would, like, have, like, a meeting, and mm-hmm. then you would meet them, and then see if you guys wanna- vibe. Yeah. Like,
0: blind dating.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Mm-hmm. So, uh, before we get into his crimes, I want to talk about, like, his life and his backstory and, like. Things before. Okay. Um, so he was born in the Bronx in New York and then was raised in Colorado in a Jewish home. He, um, just as many serial killers, he displayed a few concerning traits as a child. Oh, no. Um, them, including antisocial behavior and um, sadomastic. Did I say that right? Sadomastic. Sadomastic. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I definitely Googled it because I was like, what does that mean? I'm like, oh, I knew that um sexual tendencies these behaviors started at 12 years old when his parents found red marks around his swollen neck apparently he put a rope around his neck and ran it down the drain and pulled it tightly around his neck and achieving some kind of sexual pleasure it's autoerotic
0: asphyxiation that's how that guy from that cane guy i think it was or whatever the walk the earth guy I mm-hmm. can't remember who's in a kung fu series but he did that and he actually like a lot of people accidentally die mm-hmm. because they are literally hanging themselves. Yeah. Don't so do
1: that. um apparently he's done that multiple times and um his mom found it and so uh he, they obviously went to the doctor, the family's doctor and um the doctor said that he would grow out of it. Oh my god. <laughs> He's going to grow out of trying to hang himself. <laughs> to try and kill other people. Oh, my
0: God. I hate that. Um, He's going to grow out
1: of it. Uh, so it says, when he was arrested, he was, qu- he was questioned, and he tells the police, it seems like I always had a piece of rope in my hands when I was a kid. I guess it just, I was just kind of fascinated by it. Um, later that year, um, when he was younger, he pulled a toy gun on a little girl and demanded that she disrobe
0: oh my god
1: yep and then his first known crime started at the age of 17 in high school when he tied up one of his classmates and held her at gunpoint robbed her and molested her um he did this for years a robbed and assault woman much of uh and much of the time being arrested and being and serving short sentences in prison um, most of the crimes were just robberies, where he would grab women's purses, run away, and toss in the purses back. He was more interested in scaring the women than robbing them. I feel
0: like that's worse. Yeah.
1: It. Yeah. For sure. Um, I think it's also very notable to talk about his appearance, because, you know, you want to know, like, what this person looks like, what, why these people, like, you know, trusted this person to right. even, like, let them in their lives.
0: Right. A hundred percent.
1: He, um, was described by someone as looking, like, a harmless nerd. Oh, gosh. He was baggy-faced, slow-witted, with glasses. Um, however, while incarcerated at San Quentin, his IQ was measured at 130.
0: So he's not dumb. Mm
1: Mm-mm. He's pretty smart. Now to his killings. Oh. So in, uh, 1927, Harvey moved to the famous Californian city of Los Angeles. Um, He got a job as a TV repairman and shortly after his crimes began, or sorry, 1927, 1957. Um, So shortly after his crimes began. Um, He posed as a photographer seeking out and preying on young aspiring Hollywood starlets. They're so
0: frustrating. Yeah.
1: He would um, offer to take headshots and photos of them, and then would capture these young women's, take evil, twisted glamour shots of his victims, then sexually assaulting them and murdering them. Oh, my God. His first victim, Judy Ann Dole, was a 19-year-old model at the time. Uh, Judy was separated from her ex-husband in an expensive custody battle for her 14-month-old daughter. Oh, my God. Um, Harvey poses as a man named Johnny Glenn and explained to her that a New York City detective magazine magazine hired him to take one of those Women in Jeopardy photos, a bound and gagged girl. And, oh. if, accept, and if accepted, he'd pay her $50.
0: Which probably back then was a lot. A lot. Of
1: yeah, obviously desperate and needed in need of ca- extra cash, she accepted his offer. According to Judy's roommates, they saw no danger in the small bespectacled man. He picked her up and told her that they would be heading to his photography studio. But once he had her in the the car, he pulled a gun on her and told her he must obey or he would kill her. Or she must obey or he would kill her. Um, He took her to his apartment where he forced her to strip and took photos of her. He then raped her repeatedly and told her to get dressed. He tied her up and put a gag in her mouth and took more photos of her he forced her into his car and drove 125 miles out into the desert near indio he took flash photos of her and then used rope to strangle her oh my god he buried her in a shallow grave however eventually wind blew the sand off her body and her skeleton was eventually found Glatman enlarged the photos of the terrified woman and mounted them on his wall
0: what the hell is wrong with this guy
1: Alright, and so the Lonely Hearts Killer, this is one of his murders that makes him popular, I guess, from the Lonely, because that's what, yeah. they they warn, they warn you against men like this. Yeah. They're like. He's like the poster he's, boy for he's, don't yeah. this guy. And so that's why he got his name, the Lonely Hearts Killer. So, um, under the alias George Williams, a plumber, his second employee was becoming a member of the Lonely Hearts Club. He met a woman named Shirley Bridgeford. He used his charm and lured her into agreeing on going to date with him. He told her um, to dress nice because he was going to take her to an exclusive dance club. Um, Once he had her in his clutches, he sped off onto a desert state park near San Diego, 55 miles away. Once there, he did the same heinous acts as his last victim and left her body out in the wilderness to decompose and be eaten by animals. Um, His next victim was off of personal ads of Los Angeles Times. Ruth Mercado, a model, placed an ad looking for work. The killer drove her home, raped her, forced her into his car, drove her out to the desert, and finished off his terrible crimes. Um, However, unlike his last victims, he liked Ruth and didn't want to kill her. He debated with himself and decided to to protect himself he had to. Um, He tells officers, She was the one that I really liked. I didn't want to kill her. I used the rope in the same way. Well, yeah, I just... Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, and then French model Joanne Arena um, saw right through him. Um, she agreed to oppose for Glattman, but only if there was a male chaperone with them. Glattman backed out, and she states, I'm not so dumb. You know, I think he wanted to kill me. I even know it then. Um, obviously, he wanted to kill you.
0: That girl listened to her like, internal voice, though. Yeah. Which I think is good.
1: hmm Like, if you don't know this this strange man, don't let him pick you up without, you know... With someone with you, With yeah. someone with you. Um, and so... Sorry, I lost my place.
0: I know, it's hard.
1: Okay, and then, um... His last victim, uh, an almost kill was Lorene Vigil. She did not sense his homicidal intent, however, she was plucky, and that was his downfall. Once caught in his trap, he raced to Santa Ana Freeway, and when Lauren became alarmed, he pulled a gun on, on her. Um, she says, I did not become alarmed, however, until we entered the Santa Ana Freeway and he began driving at tremendous speed. He wouldn't answer my questions or even look at me. He stopped on the side of the road and started to tie her hands. Um, I knew he was going to kill me, she told police later. I tried to plead, but knew pleading wouldn't do anything. Oh my god. So she lunges and grabs for the gun. A shot goes off and shoots her in in her thigh. Um, She got the gun and leveled it at him um, and told him not to move. Of course he jumps towards her. Of
0: course he does.
1: And tries to get the gun. They went tumbling out of the door, um, or out of the car door, so they get out there from the car onto Onto the the... side of the road now. Oh, my God. Um, And then uh, they start wrestling for the gun. Laureen came out, again victorious with the gun, and again points it at him. Harvey's luck runs short, and um, a state policeman um, or police officer arrests him, sees it, you know, obviously stops it. Arrests him on site, um, and then eventually he admitted to the three other killings. Um, Gladman pled guilty and asked if they would give him the death sentence. What? Yeah. And then in California, I guess there is a um, appeal to the death sentence, and mm-hmm. he 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 asked for it not to. He wanted to be killed. Um. So, uh, you know how he likes to suffocate so much. Oh, he wanted. that. He, um, was killed in the gas chamber at San Quentin State Prison on September 19, or September eighteenth,
0: nineteen 1959. Ugh. Good
1: riddance. That guy was awful. And then for our next episode, um, I'll be doing the, um, Witch of Del Rey, which is the murderer. She's killed who knows how many people. Mm -hmm. Um, but she got, she got, um, convicted because of one, one, or one killing where she pretty much threw someone off the balcony but we'll talk more about that and then um the next one will be um the unsolved killing of margie lee Wynn, um and her parents lived on cajon street in buena vista that was the ones i was think- looking for okay uh-huh and so that was gonna be really fun because if you're from redlands you're gonna be able to there's a lot of places that she goes before um the day before she's killed and it's unsolved, so no one knows what's happened. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, those are going to be our next ones. Nice. I
0: don't know who I'm going to do for my next one yet, so I can't give anyone a preview. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the most important thing is if you see something, say something. Yeah. I feel like that's like the biggest. Well, that's
1: what, that's what on the um, on the article for um, the Glamour Girl Slayer. Yeah, Sorry, that totally lost my mind. Um, they said that they it was either he the police officer officer was either just conveniently passing by or a motorcyclist had you know Mm -hmm. alarmed them saying like they saw something
0: yeah if you see something say something you need to report stuff and we'll post i'll post the information for um cynthia the missing girl that i talked about who's still actively missing and they're still looking for her and then I'll post the information about Carissa and the GoFundMe for their funeral expenses. And then I'm hoping we can do an update episode if this guy gets, like, convicted or if anything else comes out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, because it's still happening right now.
1: Yeah. So. Hopefully.
0: Yep. Yeah, I think I just figured out who I'm going to do for my next one, but I don't want to give it away. It's going to be a surprise.
1: Okay. <laughs> I was, like, looking around and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll do that. I was hoping, like, I would, like, pick one killer that no one's heard of, because I've never heard about the Glamour or the Lonely Hearts killer. Yeah. Um, but I guess not. Yeah, I feel like
0: um the one I'm going to do, I think everyone will know about, but mm-hmm. it's just so disturbing. So.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I wanted it, because, like in when i was doing my research there's so much like details that they added to it and i was just like the first preview of what he does is enough i don't need to go into detail through all of the well we don't want to like glamorize yeah. what he
0: does like of, you know if you guys want to get the filthy gory details of google it yeah you can go <laughs> on google we don't need to yeah we're not here to glamorize yeah at all there it's not okay way shape, or form. but
1: that's crazy because um like that literally can like happen to anyone yep you have to be careful you have to be extremely
0: careful in this day and age you know a lot of people use tinder mm-hmm. and you just don't know who you're gonna meet i've heard a lot of horror stories i've heard horror stories recently of people that uh, they ask for an uber and the uber comes they think it's the uber it's not it's the uber. not the uber yeah, yeah. So you have to be extremely careful. And
1: honestly, I'm so sorry, ladies, but some of y'all are real stupid. They're like, yeah, just pick me up at my house. No! Oh, don't do that.
0: Yeah. You have to be careful. Mm-hmm. You have to be very, very careful. Yep. It's just not the same. And this shows that it wasn't in 1957 either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this guy was out there. So you have to be careful. Yeah. And you have to be careful if you're a guy, too.
1: Um, so our next... Uh, Heart, yeah, because there's some crazy girls out there. I want to do a um on episode on uh woman killers, female killers. Yeah,
0: we should some lady
1: lady murderers.
0: We should make your dad do uh. He's been watching all <laughs> yeah. those YouTube videos. Because
1: he literally <laughs> told me the other day. I don't know what. I think we're just you guys are moving. Upstairs.
0: No, you are moving that desk. Remember down the stairs. Oh, we were moving a desk. <laughs> I we were moving
1: a desk out of my room, and he goes um something like don't kill me or whatever he goes you, you won't, won't get, get anything. anything yeah he's like you won't get anything." i'm like what the heck i heard him say that and i was like you're making yourself paranoid right I'm Like, but okay
0: yeah, he's watched so many we should make him be a guest star uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: he's he's like a professional now he knows yeah. he knows all of the stories exactly
0: all the all of them yeah. He's watched every YouTube video. He's on to the other one, which is I Knew My Killer, which still features female killers. Uh-huh. It's just, like, a different,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, He's he's gone down the rabbit hole. He's scared. He's scared, he's scared one scared. of us is going to kill him. I know, and I'm like, you're <laughs> fine. Um, uh,
1: so, our next our next episode is going to be um, Aliens. We're going to do another Aliens We're going to revisit episode. Aliens
0: because of all this Area 51. <laughs> it's just craziness. So, yeah. we're going to go back. We're going to do episode three of Aliens. Which I'm super stoked for.
1: I am. So, aliens are fun. They're yeah. fun to do the research. Because, like, I honestly didn't know there were so many different, like, types of aliens. And the spaceships. And the spaceships. Yeah. Crop circles. Yep. Yeah. All of that. All exactly. of that menagerie. Yeah. So we're going to... um, We're going to go back to it. We're going to go back, touch on that. We're going to talk about the Area 51 mess.
0: Yes, the storming of Area 51, which we're not endorsing. You should not do that. It's an active military base. Yeah. They are going to shoot you. (laughs) Don't go.
1: Oh, people are just... They're just Silly. doing something. Yeah,
0: let's not. I just, you know, everyone knows it's a joke except for that little tiny percentage of people mm-hmm. that are actually going that to are actually
1: planning it. And don't go. The dumb, like, teenagers that yeah. are like, that would be so fun. Let's go do it. It's like.
0: Yeah. No, 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 no. Do not go to the active military base. It doesn't matter. And honestly, there isn't anything there. Mm-mm. With all the hype and everything that Area 51 has had over the years, not just right now, but, like, for the last 40 years. Yeah. They have nothing there. I'm sure of it. They've moved. If they did, it's not there. If there there. was an
1: Area 51, it would not be an Area 51. Mm -hmm.
0: That's just the one they allowed us to
1: know about, I feel.
0: Yeah. That was their
1: their decoy, so we focus our attention on that. Exactly. They're like, ha, ha, ha. It's in downtown Los Angeles.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) Or downtown Portland, which, you know, there is a smell.
1: I just... You know what? Know. That's there's true. Maybe it's under the tunnels in the exactly. tunnels. Exactly. The Shanghai tunnels. Yeah. yeah. Oh. We need to do a tour. I know. We, we need, need to, to do, do the that. Shanghai tour. We 100% need to do that. Yeah. There's tunnels underneath the theater that I work at. Oh guys, I got a job. Oh yeah, she I I forgot a good to job. tell you.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> My brain's like so scatterbrained. I got a job. Um I work at a theater right now, but um I got a job at some apartment complexes. I'm uh, working as an assistant community director. Assistant to the assistant regional manager. Assistant to assistant regional manager. The assistant <laughs> regional manager. Um, they want to get me a cup or something that says that because I'm assistant community director and they just think that's so funny. It is funny. But um, I'm going to try to work at the theater still too. So we'll see. I'll give you updates on that. Yeah. That's going to be
0: good. And then... Um, I went to Old Town Pizza, which is supposed to be haunted, and I forgot to take pictures, so I'll try to do that next time and post yeah. it to our Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's haunted. I really don't. I just feel like everybody says it is, but, like, even the people that work there are, like, nothing, like, literally nothing has ever happened. Mm-hmm. It's not haunted, so. But it's by the Shanghai Tunnels. So, I, when I the next time I go there, I should take a picture of the entrance to the tunnels mm-hmm. and then, um, like, go inside and take a picture.
1: Yeah. So, 100%, we need to do that, um... Also, I wonder, like, cause there is tunnels underneath, like the theater. I
0: know. I just don't know if they do anything with those. Like,
1: I want. I, I want to find out. I want to find out. And then, um, also, uh, there was hangings in the courtyard, um, right in front of uh, the the courthouse. The, yeah, courthouse. the old courthouse. The yeah, yeah, which courthouse. is right by the theater. Which is right next to the theater yeah. too. So, um, yeah, maybe we do an episode talking about our experiences um going through the shanghai channel i know that'll be fun yeah. and then when halloween town comes we'll have to do pictures of that and post it because yeah. everybody likes halloween town halloween Town, yay! yay! so anyway that was our episode yep. i hope you guys liked it we'll <laughs>
0: see you next time tune in for more talk of aliens yes. and area 51 madness <laughs> uh-huh. and then
1: please give this a like and then um follow us spread the word um follow us on Instagram at the Hunter's Lounge podcast mm-hmm. and then um, Twitter, which I am currently um, Jalen does more
0: Twitter. I do more Instagram. Yes. Um, I, I just don't care for Twitter too much. So she does more of that. We have a Facebook page we don't really monitor. Yeah, not really. Uh, so, <laughs> Someone needs
1: to take care of that. Yeah. Want to, if you want to volunteer to be an assistant. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, that one's hard. I feel like if we get more people like wanting to interact, we could do a group.
1: Mm-hmm. a facebook
0: group which i feel like would work very well but the page yeah. itself is kind of like hard to manage and then we've got email at the hunters lounge um, at gmail.com so you can send us your personal Ooh, yes stories. Please, please we want do. listener stories um we have some i have one that I'm, we're gonna do for the alien one next week
1: mm-hmm. um
0: so yeah and you can send us anything it could be true crime it could be paranormal like we're not um gonna pigeonhole ourselves into one type of genre we want to be able to do whatever we want to do so whatever you want to
1: send in send it in and we'll do because yeah we love everything it's
0: not up to us to judge what's true and what isn't people's experiences like Mm -hmm. i'm definitely more of a skeptic so that's just how i roll. um jalen's more of the believer so i feel like we're
1: kind of like we balance each other out we do i'm more
0: like shane (laughs) yeah and you're more like ryan yeah from yeah (laughs) unsolved yeah
1: so. I, I will literally, I'm like, it's a ghost. It's, it's a, a ghost. ghost. It's haunting. And Jamie's like, no. no can we talk about the it's light
0: last, last weekend after we recorded in your room when the lights went
1: off? Oh my God. <laughs> so we recorded the haunted dolls episode and I talked about the dolls that you're not supposed to talk about. And I had a job interview for the job that I got. And I'm freaking ironing my slacks. And I'm in my room on the floor, and the lights go out. Like I hear a pop, and the lights are out, and it's pitch black in my room. And I like freak out for a second. I'm like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god!" And then I got my (laughs) phone, turned the flashlight on. I'm like, "Jamie!" And And I, I run into. Okay, so when I get out of the when I get out of the room, I notice that. Her room has light the rest of the house has light it's just my room that went out and so at that point I'm terrified so I jump into bed with her and I'm like go to my room Jamie go
0: and I'm like half awake I was on my phone and I was like getting ready to go to bed and I was really groggy and I'm like what and she's like go to my room and I'm like why she's like, <laughs>
1: yeah she was so like disoriented i was so
0: disoriented because i was like half asleep i was getting ready to put my phone up and go to bed so i'm like groggy mm-hmm. and she's like the lights are out and i'm like it's probably the breaker and she's like go in my room so i get <laughs> up and i go in there and i like try it and then i see evan's lights are out and everything i'm like it's the breaker and yeah. so brad goes and flips them and it comes back on it was hilarious. but like what are the odds
1: what that's never happened ever <laughs> What are the odds that that would happen right after we filmed that? <laughs> I know. Right after the Haunted Dolls episode. That was
0: hilarious yeah. because I had just posted it like an hour before. Mm-hmm. That was crazy.
1: I know. Yeah, I was, she like, terrified. She jumped into bed with me.
0: Her dog followed her. Yeah. Like, at, like, and I'm just like so disoriented. I'm like, what's going on? You know?
1: <laughs> it was, I was so like, funny. And then I like lit candles and opened my door while I was like freaking ironing it so just chilling. in case it went out <laughs> yeah. again.
0: That was so funny! Oh my gosh! But
1: yeah, I'm I'm definitely
0: I'm more of the of the Shane. She'll
1: she'll explain it away. I will. She'll, I explain
0: everything away. She
1: thinks of it more of a not today, demons. Yeah. She's a very <laughs> scientific. She's a very scientific mind. I do. And so I don't. So yeah, I would like to, but I don't have that. But that's what I feel
0: like it balances it Unloved. out. Because just like on Buzzfeed Unsolved, when Ryan gets all freaked out and Shane's like, "Hey,
1: demons, it's your boy." <laughs> i'm shane i am ryan i'm like oh hell no right (laughs) go sleep in my room tonight jane i know that
0: was basically i thought you were probably gonna be in here so (laughs) like
1: you know huddled up like on like the side of your bed with like my my sleeping bag (laughs) sleeping bag yeah so anyway i was a bit traumatized after that but you know it's fine i'm good Um, everyone's fine and then that's right before evan took my nightlight out of my room so i was just like he did it was pitch black in my room so it was it was dark in there i'm like flipping the light and i'm like yeah the breaker's out <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness so yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway <laughs> okay oh. um, um, uh, oh, yeah. our twitter is hlpod at or er, at hlpod and then we have a patreon so mm-hmm. um we really want to merch and um me i am an artist and i really want to draw some up up some merch so we're just waiting to see if anyone will join us on patreon yeah. and you know that way we can get some merch going
0: so i think maybe we might if we have some time design something mm-hmm. maybe like a pop socket or something like that and then we'll we'll put that out so i want a pop
1: socket stay i just bought a pop socket for ten dollars
0: i don't know why i wanted to say it like like a hot pocket pop socket <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh did you see did you see my thing on um twitter i said my alien when i say no to its seventh hot pocket yes
0: <laughs> <laughs> i love face. the mini alien
1: i love oh that mini. i flew up <laughs> God. i flew up i'm like yeah it's oh, funny it's so cute anyway
0: all right guys all, give us a like follow us we have um we're on soundcloud we're on itunes um you can find us at the hunter's lounge uh podcast and send us your stories and we'll see you guys on instagram and twitter
1: all right bye-bye. Bye bye bye